Welcome to Access Point Radio, your destination for the news, strategies, and practices needed to grow your business. I'm your host, Kyle Todd. In today's course, we'll be discussing uh, a topic that is, is all over the news right now, and that is the Payroll Protection Program. If you are a small business, no doubt you've heard about this. No doubt you are interested in looking at uh, options to save your payroll going into the future months. And as we all know, the, the information is, is changing on almost a daily basis. We've asked Rafi Yousefian and Anna Baumgartner of RYCPAs to help us wade through the current rules and application steps. All right, so let's assume we've applied and the application has been approved by the lender or the bank and the SBA loan documents have been issued and we signed the SBA loan documents. The lender at that point has 15 days to issue, to issue the funds to the borrower. So let's say the funds have been issued and the clock starts ticking. So this brings us into module four, which is about loan forgiveness and how do we get the amount of the loan or the entire amount of the loan forgiven. Um, so 100% federal guaranteed loans at a very reasonable rate with a payment deferral of six months. That's where we're at. Believe it or not, it gets better. So these loans will be forgiven, thus classifying it as a grant, to the extent that the proceeds of the loan are spent on the following expenses during an eight-week period beginning on the date of the loan disbursement. Okay, the, the, the groups, the, the expense categories that you must spend the proceeds on for it to be forgiven are payroll costs, as we just mentioned, and we went through. Um, payroll costs must account for 75% of the amount forgiven. So not only do they, not only must they be 75% uh, of the total costs used for this loan in general, but they must also account for 75% of the amounts forgiven. Then you have mortgage interest, rent, and utilities. Any amounts spent outside of the eight-week period will not be forgiven and will remain as a loan. Uh, the loan, uh, as we mentioned in earlier slides, will be a two-year loan from the date of the, the actual loan documents, the execution of the loan documents. So keep that in mind. Uh, I want to bring up an interesting point here. So remember that the loan must be used 75% on payroll costs and 25% on interest, rent, and utilities. <clears throat> uh, currently, the, the way the law is written and interpreted in terms of interest is that you can spend the proceeds of the loan on interest, but the amount forgiven is actually only limited to mortgage interest. So I don't know if this was done on purpose or if it was a mistake or if they're gonna provide further guidance um, in the next round of interim final rule guidance from the SBA. Uh, but the way the law is written right now is that's, that's, that's what it means, is you, the, the amounts forgiven are limited to mortgage interest. Uh, and I just wanna make it clear that loan forgiveness as of today April 27th, there's very little guidance in regards to this process. Uh, most of the guidance that has been issued was around the first phase of the whole application. Um, but I believe SBA is gonna rush out 
uh, to get to get guidance around loan forgiveness as well, because there's still a lot of questions that are left unanswered. So this brings us to the next point. What will impact the amount that is forgiven? Um, so if you reduce your workforce during the eight week period, then the amount forgiven will be reduced by the same percentage. This, per, this percentage is calculated by comparing the number of average full-time equivalent, aka FTE employees for each pay period during the eight week period to the average number of FTE employees between either January 1st, 2020 and February 29, 2020 or February 15, 2019 through January 30th, 2019. If you're not a new business, it's gonna be February 15, 2019 through January 30th, 2019. So they're basically comparing your, uh, your FTE employee count during the eight week period related to how you, you know, number of uh, FTE employees that you normally have. Um, however, the reduction in loan fit forgiveness for reducing your workforce will not apply if you laid off your workers between February 15th, 2020 and April 27, 2020, then restored your entire workforce by June 30th, 2020. You can restore your full workforce at any point before that. But in order to get the full amount forgiven, the full amount of payroll costs and, and other 25% costs forgiven, you need to have your entire workforce restored by June 30th. And that's going to be based off of full-time equivalent FTE employee count. So what else is going to impact the amount forgiven? So this brings us to the next slide. The forgiveness will also be reduced if you reduce the salaries and wages to employees making less than $100,000 annually by more than 25% during the eight-week period. The comparison period will be the most recent full quarter that these employees were employed. So this is obviously designed so that you don't rehire your entire workforce, but only pay them half of what they were earning last quarter. Right? The, the purpose of the Paycheck Protection Program is to bring employees back on payroll and get them paid what they were getting paid before. Um, just based off of how it's designed, that's, that's the overall focus of this program. With that said, as long as you maintain your monthly average payroll and spend the remainder of the funds on additional payroll um, or utilities, mortgage interest, or rent in the eight-week period, then you should have a problem getting the entire loan forgiven, assuming you provide all the sufficient doc documentation. Um, if you laid off or furloughed your staff, there's nothing in the law that states you requ you're required to rehire the same workforce or for the same purpose. Uh, you can hire employees who would be more suited for your current operations. For example, if uh, you need delivery drivers now instead of bartenders, and you could either hire delivery drivers uh, or repurpose your bartenders as delivery drivers in order to meet the forgiveness requirements. Now, we're still waiting on confirmation from the SBA about this. Um, I'm just interpreting it based off of how I read the law. Um, and it's still unclear because if this is the case, then it would make the second reduction piece pretty impossible to calculate, right? If, if you hire new employees, then 
what do you compare their wages to if they weren't working in the comparable period? So that's the dilemma. So that's why we're still not 100% sure about this, but the way the law is written, there's nothing that says you can't do this. Um, also, if you applied and received an EIDL, economic injury disaster loan, and there was an av initial advance up to $10,000 issued, uh, this amount will be deducted from the loan forgiveness amount on the PPP loan. So the, the forgiveness piece of this of the PPP is going to be done through a separate application process. So this brings us to the next slide, applying for forgiveness. To qualify for, for, for forgiveness, the borrower must submit an application to the lender providing proof of expenditures. The borrower will find out within 60 days, again, this is subject to change. I imagine it's going to be a lot sooner than that. Um, within 60 days of applying for forgiveness, if their debt will be forgiven. The loan forgiveness will trigger uh, cancellation of debt income, which will not be subject to income tax. Uh, however, it is not yet certain, but likely, that you will receive the benefit of the tax deduction for expenses paid with the loan proceeds without triggering, triggering taxable income for the loan forgiveness. So you're going to be receiving a double benefit if this is the case. Uh, the following documents will need to be submitted to substantiate the request for loan forgiveness. Uh, first, documentation verifying the number of FTEs, our full-time equivalent employees, on payroll and pay rates for the following periods. Each of these periods, you know, was mentioned in previous slides in one way or another, um, either based on payroll calculation or reduction in loan forgiveness. Um, these periods are all very relevant and important when, when determining loan forgiveness. So uh, again, number of FTEs, pay rates and payroll for the eight week period after the loan was dispersed. February 15, 2019 through June 30, 2019. January 1st, 2020 through February 29, 2020 um, for new, new employers, people that were not in employers who were not in business in 2019. Uh, February 15, 2019 through June 30th, 2019 for seasonal employers. Uh, February 15th, 2020 through April 27, 2020. Now, this is the time range, as you recall, uh, which you were permitted to lay off employees as long as you rehire them by June 30. So they're going to want to see this proof as well. Um, in addition to that, quarterly, quarterly form 941s and the state unemployment filings or reports or payroll processing records will satisfy these requirements. Um, and finally, you will also need to provide evidence of payments for the retirement benefits, the health insurance contributions, rent, utilities, and mortgage interest uh, payments that you're claiming for forgiveness. Um, you can use clear checks, payment confirmations, bills, et cetera, for that eight-week period. So let's jump into some real life scenarios to illustrate the loan forgiveness process. Um, so this brings us to scenario one. In scenario one, we're looking at a restaurant who had monthly sales of about $120,000, monthly payroll of $60,000 that it paid out. Of that 60,000, 24,000 were tips usually and 36,000 were wages. Their monthly rent was $7,200 a month, and their FTE count was 20 employees. Now, uh, we've 
we've tried to keep this as simple as possible. So we're gonna assume all other variables are constant and they don't affect this calculation. Um, and this is pre-COVID-19. So uh, post-COVID-19, uh, this restaurant quickly shifted to delivery only after the stay-at-home orders were implemented. As a result, they now have monthly sales of $30,000. Their monthly payroll has also been reduced to $15,000. Uh, 6,000 of that is goes to tips. 9,000 goes towards wages. Their rent has remained to $7,200. The rent has remained at $7,200. And their FTE employee count has been reduced to five. Now, for sake of simplicity, we will assume beginning cash balance on April 20th, which in this case is going to be the same day they received the loan. We're going to assume cash balance was $0. Um, and on the same day, they were awarded $150,000 in PPP loan proceeds. Uh, now, that $150,000 is based off of their monthly payroll costs, 6000 times 2.5. All right. So let's look at the calculation. Um, and in these scenarios, we're gonna assume eight weeks and two months are the same thing just to keep things straightforward. So scenario one, uh, restaurant without FTE restoration by June 30th. So in this first scenario, we're gonna assume the, that same restaurant that we just described does not rehire all of their employees by June 30th. Here's what the cash flow would look like. Um, so let's walk through this one. They received 60,000 in cash from sales. Uh, this covers the period that we're talking about April 20th through June 30th, uh, $12,000 in cash from tips and $150,000 cash from PPP loan proceeds. So that's all the cash inflow. They spent 44,400 between payroll and rent during the eight week period following the loan. Of the total 44,400, 75% of that amount must be attributable to payroll costs. So in this case, uh, the total amount eligible for forgiveness would only be $40,000. And we got that number by getting your $30,000 payroll cost and dividing it by 0.75 or 75%. Okay, so that means because they only spent $30,000 on payroll costs, the total amount eligible for forgiveness will be $40,000. Okay, so then the next step is we have to reduce their um, eligibility for forgiveness by the amount that they reduced their workforce by. Because their workforce decreased by 75%, right? It went from 20 FTEs to five FTEs. Their eligibility for forgiveness also gets reduced by that amount. So we were at 40K, right? We were at $40,000, $30,000 payroll costs, $10,000 operating expenses. That is gonna be reduced by 75%. So only $10,000 of the loan proceeds is actually going to be forgiven in this, in this scenario. So where does that leave us? At the end of the eight-week period, you have $141,000 and $600 of cash on hand, and you owe $140,000 to the bank, right? We, we received $150,000 in loan proceeds, $10,000 was forgiven. Uh, so that's where we're at. The net benefit and the way we're calculating net benefit is increasing cash minus the liability to the bank at the end of the period. Your net benefit is $1,600 in this case. So as you can see, um, in the case of a restaurant who stays open, 
does delivery at a fraction of the sales uh, and doesn't rehire their entire workforce by June 30th because they don't really have any sales to support that workforce, um, they're pretty much at a break-even point. Um, I mean, as you can see from the scenario, staying open for delivery and maintaining a partial work workforce, uh, the, the only real benefit you have cash on is you have cash on hand at the end of the uh, pay period or at the end of the eight week period in case you want to reopen your restaurant fully um, and you've retained your key employees. Right. So it's uh, it's a dilemma that restaurants are facing right now because uh, they're unable to most of them aren't able to uh, justify rehiring the entire workforce. Right. Um, so now we're going to show you another calculation, same restaurant, except they restore their FTE count by June 30th. So full restoration by June 30th. In this scenario, again, same fact as scenario one, um, of the total 44400 spent on payroll uh, plus rent during the eight-week period following the loan, uh, again, 75% must be attributable to payroll, thus reducing the amount of eligible forgiveness from 44400 down to 40000 So none of that changed. Uh, but in this scenario, the entire 40000 will be forgiven. It's not going to be reduced to 10 k The entire 40000 will be forgiven because the entire workforce was rehired as of June 30th. So at the end of the eight-week period in this scenario, you have 141600 $600 cash on hand, but you only owe $110,000 to the bank. So the net benefit here is $31,600. And this is, this is pretty much what they intended to do uh, for the PPP, right? Rehire as fast as you can. Uh, the issue here is when the PPP was enacted, uh, the impression was that hopefully by June 30th, everybody, you know, everyone's going to be reopening. The economy is going to be back to normal. So again, especially restaurants stuck in a dilemma. What do we do? We're clearly not going to be reopening and operating at full capacity on June 30th. Um, so just keep that in mind. Um, we have a feeling that this June 30th date might change for certain industries, AKA hospitality, but it's just a speculation. We'll see. So this brings us to scenario two. Uh, we're gonna be using a nonprofit in this scenario, uh, a nonprofit who was receiving monthly donations of $50,000 and had a monthly payroll of $25,000, um, rent of $5,000 and an FTE count of $5, uh, five employees, sorry. Uh, this is pre-COVID-19 for the pandemic. After the pandemic, their monthly donations decreased to $20,000, but they maintained their same payroll. Rent also remained the same. And on April 20th, they were awarded $62,500 in PPP loan proceeds. Okay, and again, that's based off of their uh, monthly payroll costs. So what would this nonprofit's cash flow look like? It brings us to the uh, next slide. So here's what the cash would look like. They would receive $40,000 in cash from donations, right? Cash inflow, uh, and $62,500 from loan proceeds. That's all the cash that's coming in. They spent 
$60,000 between payroll and rent during the eight week period following the loan. So of the total $60,000, 75% of that amount must be attributable to payroll costs, right? Which in this case it is. So the total amount eligible for forgiveness would be the entire $60,000. Uh, the $60,000 forgivable amount is not further reduced because the entire workforce was maintained. They didn't lay anybody off, so they didn't need to rehire anybody by June 30th. So in this case, at the end of the eight-week period, you have $42,500 cash on hands and owe nothing to the bank. So uh, clearly there's a huge benefit here, and um, you know this is the PPP has significantly helped this nonprofit organization kind of survive the pandemic. Okay, so those are our scenarios and these scenarios are also available in the exhibits uh, that uh, will be available in the course materials. So if you ever need to just look back at the calculation, uh, you will have the spreadsheets for that. Time for a knowledge check. Um, we understand that the loan forgiveness piece is a little complicated, uh, especially with the limited guidance that's available right now. So we added a two, two knowledge check questions here. Uh, first, if 100% of loan proceeds are spent on payroll costs during the eight week period from loan disbursement date, then the entire loan is forgiven, regardless of full-time equivalent employees on payroll as of June 30th. True or false? The answer is false. The entire workforce based on FTE count has to, re has to be restored by June 30th for the entire eligible amount to be forgiven. Now, um, one of the unclear items that we're kind of waiting on right now in terms of loan forgiveness is to understand whether they were be uh, maybe like a partial reduction you know if, if let's say after the eight-week period before June 30th you don't restore your full workforce but restore maybe 75% of your workforce Will the reduction in forgiveness be partially reduced? We don't we don't really know yet. There, there just isn't enough guidance to determine that yet, but that's one of the open questions out there. So our next knowledge check question. I laid off my entire workforce on February 29, 2020. If I rehire half of my employees on the day I received the loan, then the other half on June 15, 2020, the amount of payroll costs forgiven during the eight-week period following disbursement of the loan will be A, 100%, B, 50%, C, 0%, D, 100% reduced by the same ratio in which employees' pay was reduced beyond 25%. The answer is D, 100% reduced by the same ratio in which employees pay was reduced beyond 25%. So remember that you have to maintain at least 75% of an employee's 
paycheck if if you want the entire amount forgiven. Okay, so this brings me to the last slide, which identifies what we don't know. Um, so we went through a lot of details, but you know there are still some ambiguities regarding loan forgiveness for which we need clarity. Uh, some of the most common questions are, is loan forgiveness based solely on payments made or payroll accrued or payments accrued? Uh, meaning if we accrue payroll during the eight week period, but it actually gets paid out a few days after the pay period, are those payments included? We don't know yet. We're still waiting on guidance. Uh, and this will obviously make a huge difference. Uh, next question, will the June 30th restoration date be based on an accrual basis or cash basis? Meaning, do I need to have my entire workforce on payroll and paid by June 30th, or do I simply need to have them back on payroll by June 30th? So again, big difference. You know, that's an entire pay period that um, you're going to be uh, spending payroll money on. Uh, next question, will there be a partial restoration to the reduction in forgiveness if the entire workforce is not rehired by June 30th, but only a certain additional percentage is rehired? So that's what I was just referring to in the knowledge check question. You know, what if we don't restore, what if we don't restore the entire workforce between uh, June 30th and the eight week period, but we restore maybe like a certain percentage? Will the reduction be, um, the reduction in the reduction, will that be reduced? You know, we don't, we don't know yet. Um, and then finally, will the June 30th date get pushed out for those who receive the loan in the second round of funding or perhaps um, for, for certain industries? You know, there are some industries that will not be able to reopen by June 30th. Um, will that date get pushed out? So that's another thing we're waiting on. And that will probably become clear in phase four of the stimulus legislation. Um, but as of now, we're not, we're not really certain yet. So that's all for now. We have, um, as you mentioned, there were some very specific issues in there regarding um, employee count uh, and other limitations that are very specific to um, a business and every business is different, obviously. So if, if you have any questions, um, you can reach out to us directly. Um, if you just click on the link in the slides, then it'll take you to a contact us form. You just fill that form out and put in your questions. As we mentioned before, we have a dedicated team for dealing with PPP issues. So we will try to get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you. Well, thank you, Rafi and Anna, for this incredibly informative session. Uh, I feel a little bit better about the payroll protection program after listening to your explanations of everything. Uh, folks, we will have a, a formal um, link for you to download uh, the attachments and uh, to be able to contact Rafi and Anna at RYCPAs. Thank you both so much for your time today. And we'll touch base with you again if we need to get another update, right? All right. Thank you very much.